0: The following program may contain viewpoints and opinions that do not necessarily reflect those of Radio That Doesn't Suck Incorporated or its employees. Real Estate Toronto, the radio show about buying and selling real estate in the greater Toronto area, with Aura Ross from the Mulholland Ross Real Estate Team. 30 minutes of hot topics and indispensable advice from experienced professionals that work for you. Now, on with the show.
1: Excuse me for showing up, unannounced. You're never unannounced because you always knock. I always knock. I'm a realtor. Do you knock at open houses? I do. Mm. It's it's habit. I knock. Say, I open the door. I am. I, well, even, even when I hear the voice inside saying, come on in, I open up and it's slowly because yep. in my past, I have walked in two compromising positions, so... As you said, things that you wish you could forget, or what did you call them?
0: Things that cannot be unseen. (laughs) Things you've seen that you cannot unsee. (laughs) That I
1: cannot unsee. I have seen those things. Once you've seen
0: them, it's just burned in your memory that's right
1: i have seen those things um but some exciting stuff from the past week what
0: a wild week it was wild
1: week of of real estate news which which we just can't give it all away in the first minute
0: no because we've got to pay some bills but we're going to tease people what are we going to talk about
1: we're going to talk about some of the exciting real estate numbers that have come out on the board we're going to talk a little bit just a little bit about um the oil prices because it's on everybody's everybody's talking about that and how mm. will that affect us so I've got some really interesting um, conversations I want to share and we've got some home show tickets to give away because uh, March 13th to the 22nd is the national home show and the Blooms and Canada the blooms, blooms. Yes, they're if they're putting side. it together yes. it's together one ticket yeah. gets you into both so we've got some tickets to give away
0: awesome well uh, stay tuned we'll be right back you're listening to real Estate, radio on listen up talk radio Hi, Gene Godfrey here from Classic FM, the album-friendly intimacy of progressive FM radio, reviving the atmosphere of the early days of FM, digging deeper into the albums and going pretty much wherever we went with the hour, completely unbound. I hope you'll join me for Classic FM, any volume, any time on demand, and a new show every Wednesday in the live stream exclusively here at Suck.com. We'll see you then. Cheers. Buying or selling a home, condo, or investment property may be one of the largest transactions you'll ever make. It's important to gather as much information as you can, and preferably from experienced, successful professionals. When it comes time to make your move, call the Mulholland Ross Real Estate Team with Keller Williams Real Estate Service at 416-230-8500 or visit www.realestatetoronto.com. Whether you're making your first move or selling your much-loved family home, the Mulholland Ross Team offers a 26 years of real estate sales and service across the GTA. Listen every Sunday at 4 p.m. here on Radio That Doesn't Suck to hear the team share advice and information that will assist you with your personal wealth through real estate. Questions or topics you'd like to see covered? Email info at realestatetoronto.com or call the Mulholland-Ross team at 416-230-8500.
1: So, are you still excited? I, yes. Did you want to say the big number? Because you're excited. Number? The big number about detached homes.
0: I saw something on the news this week that detached homes in the city of Toronto, mm-hmm. and I don't know if that's just the city of Toronto or the GTA, but I'm assuming it's Toronto. The City of Toronto. Has finally eclipsed the average price, $1 million. That's
1: right. That's right.
0: I'm a kajillionaire now.
1: You Why? Because you own 17 <laughs> homes in the Toronto area. Yeah.
0: I'm lucky I own one. Let's just keep it at that.
1: Yeah. So uh, February, two th- now again, I'd like to always clarify, February 2015, over February 2014, the average price of a detached home went up almost 9%. And that has put us over the million dollar mark for a detached home in Toronto um, for an average price. And it's funny because just about a week ago, I think even my mom mentioned, "Oh my gosh, the average price in Vancouver is a million dollars." And I said, "You know, Mom, I think we're we're, we're there." Close. And uh, so Toronto proper, we are over a million bucks. Um, on the whole GTA front of all types of homes, so that includes your condos, your townhouses from Mississauga to Oshawa, including Toronto, our average price for February was five ninety six. So that is also up about 9% over this time, 8.7% over this time last year. So that's huge. I mean, that's just huge. We were to- like it's how um, how how amazing how quickly we forget our past, but it was only a few short years ago on this show, Todd, where I said the average price of the GTA just topped 500. Yeah. And now I'm going to say by March, we will be over six. Our March prices will show up over six. Incredible. Absolutely. So for those of you who are still waiting to get into the market and waiting for that perfect home to show up and turn down a home maybe six months ago because that bathroom wasn't big enough or the color of the carpet in the family room wasn't the right shade, um, I urge you to uh, you know, seriously look at... At purchasing a home sooner than later. <laughs>
0: there was something I was taught a very long time ago, and a lot of people have heard it. The best time to do something was yesterday. The second best time is today. Is
1: today. So That's right. So just do it. With every day, especially if you're renting, with every day you're paying somebody else's mortgage, waiting for that perfect house to come up, or waiting for prices to fall. Um, the news we're, we're going to talk about in today's show is there. Ontario doesn't look like it's in trouble. Um, Are we completely insulated and immune from the world events? Absolutely not, that would be irresponsible for us to think. So back in January, RealNet, uh, which is a real estate uh, statistic company, a tracking company, sponsored um, an event called the Informed Advantage Client Briefing. It was called GTA 3.0, Property Market Crisis or Opportunity. And so this week I've been reading some of the blogs and posts and and finds coming out of that um, event. And they talked about Ontario's future. So here's some interesting things that... I caught on this, was currently one in four Canadians live in Ontario's Golden Horseshoe. Wow.
0: Well, wow. they're all kind of huddled around the border. Yep,
1: yeah, that's right. And so when you think about when, you know, when you talk about Canadian real estate, Canadian real estate, we always talk about Toronto and Vancouver being these these really crazy markets and everyone else doing something else. Well, they are our major cities, and they're also um, limited by their by their landscape. I mean, Vancouver's surrounded by mountains to one side and ocean by the other. Yep. So if you want to live in Vancouver, there's only so much space, yep. and that keeps those prices high. And now in the GTA, we have the same thing. We have water on one side, and we have um, green space. Snow on the north. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and we have snow. The Nobody wants to live there. But, but we have protected land, you know, farmland and so on around us. So we, too, are now... In one space where there is no more land, really, um, you know, to speak of as far as staying close to the city.
0: Is that why things have expanded east and west faster than north? Because there's, it's just easier to go that way?
1: You know, that might be it. There's definitely more room. Of course, then we, we are, you know, taking into consideration the commute time to get back into Toronto proper. So yeah. if you want to stay right in the, in the city of Toronto, you can't afford it and you're going to go outside of Toronto. You're right. You've got Mississauga, Oshawa. You're Those riding your, the
0: 401 one way or the other. Yeah. yeah,
1: but getting any farther than that. I mean, we do have commuters coming in from Guelph. Um, I'd say probably Guelph, Kitchener, Waterloo might be the farther. I'm sure there's a few of you out there driving longer. I'm sorry about that. Call mm-hmm. us. We'll find you something in the city. But, um, <laughs> but it is amazing. So when you start to look at this stuff and people say, oh, the prices can't stay as high as they are or whatever. And then you start to look at some of these other factors. You go, well, maybe they will stay as high. Maybe they will continue to grow because the population is expected to grow in the Toronto area by 2.4 million people by 2036. Wow! That is what this area has decided for and it is what we are planning for with the extra roadways, the subway expansions that get talked about that we hope to see come to fruition. Uh, all of this stuff...
0: How is that going to impact my water pressure here in in city of Northbrook, <laughs> which is pathetic to begin with? Sorry, city of Toronto, but it's I'll, bad.
1: I'll get someone else to come out and talk mm-hmm. about that one. Um, so I thought this was an interesting stat. The GTA hit a record high of $13.5 billion in property transactions in 2014.
0: That was a busy year. Billion.
1: Yep. We've got five significant office towers underway in downtown Toronto. There are more planned. So this city has not stopped growing. Um, Our cap rate, that's the rate of return investors look for on their initial deposit, their initial investments, it's at an all-time low because the land is so expensive. Right. So there's so many things um, right now that could hold our our real estate values high as they are and cause them to continue to go up. Let's face it, our jobs are still in Toronto. Most of them. Or in the GTA area because some people are moving, large companies we are seeing move to Mississauga and surrounding Oshawa, areas. Yep. Oshawa. Sure. But that still keeps everyone within an hour of the city, which is putting more pressure on those on those homes. Yep. So then I get asked a lot, Well, what do you think about the oil prices? How is that going to affect us? And um again I'm not a world economist. I'm not gonna go there. Um we know that certain countries need oil to sell at a certain price to break even, and yeah. some countries can get away with less. Some countries need more. Um, they're expecting oil to level off at about 60 bucks, which is about what it costs us, I think, or our West Coast.
0: Okay. It's, I don't know where it is now. I haven't checked recently, but I think it's like 50 something isn't it?
1: Yeah, well, I, I don't even... Yeah. Okay, we'll Google it. Yeah, we'll Google that one yeah. and come back to you in a minute. Um, but what's really interesting is in Ontario, we're, we're consumers of oil. We're not so much relying on the production of oil, yep. so when oil prices fall, I'm sorry, our Western friends and family, but it actually doesn't hurt us on this side so much. In the, on the masses, as much as it hurts the folks out in the West Coast who are who are working it and they're getting laid off, and that's terrible. And those rigs I saw in the news last night, we're down to less we're sitting at thirty two percent of our rigs are actually in work and our drills are actually working right now.
0: Yeah. It's sitting between fifty and sixty dollars a barrel, depending on which index it's on.
1: Okay. So um as sad as that is for our folks in Alberta, we here in Ontario, it just means all our costs are coming down. Hmm. So Sadly, what concerns me about this, and I've read it in a few little, you know, sort of in those Twitter posts, so I can't really quote people so much on this one. But what concerns me about that is when things become cheap, we spend. Ontario people are great at that. So the cost of oil is down. Our interest rates are down. What do you think the average consumer out there is doing right now? We're going into debt. Yep. We love our debt here yep. in Ontario. So I still caution people to watch that debt. But I don't think we're going to walk into, you know, let's don't quote. Well, do quote me on this. Let's see. <laughs> we'll, we'll come back to the show in August and replay it. Yep. Um, I don't see that pushing our prices down right now. So some of the trends we're seeing because of this is our, our younger buyers coming into the market are choosing those condos. Because they are in that two to four hundred price point, and that's where our younger, newer buyers can sit. What, what we're finding though is that gap between those condo owners and those people in detached homes is getting larger. And we've talked about this before. Yep. You know,
0: there's really, is there anything that fills that? I mean, there, there could be. Um semi-detached townhomes. Is, is that like the middle ground between? That detached? is our middle
1: ground. And it's usually the 905 semi-detached is in townhomes. So, yeah. for example, um, in the 905 area, co- area the detached home went up um, 8.5%, as opposed to our 8.9%, right? So they're, they're on par, yep. you know, half a point out. Here's, here's the clincher. The semi-detached home in the 905 area went up 11.6%. Over this time last year in the 416, 5%. Incredible. I know. Um, The townhouse in the 905 area went up 8%. I got to tell you, I'm weirded out by the Toronto number because I don't understand what happened. They say it went down 7%.
0: That is bizarre.
1: The only thing I can think of, folks, is that some smaller, less expensive townhomes came to the market And and I do know of a few communities that have them. For example, right here at Bathurst and Finch, we have new townhouse complex going in. They're very affordable. If you're looking for something, we've got them. It might have I don't know. And I'm going to have to come back on this one. I just saw that one today come Mm. up, and I was like, that weirded me out. But this one doesn't weird me out. 905 condos went up 10.9%, so almost 11% from last year. And our condos in the 416 area code did fall almost 1%. So really, our condos in the Toronto area are stable,
0: Mm. have
1: not moved in a year. All that matters is is if you were living in the condo thinking, next year, I'm going to go move into that detached home, or I'm going to move to the 905 area and buy that semi, you just lost 10% buying power. Yeah, And I never want to push someone into a move that they cannot afford. At the same time, we encourage people to look outside the box and find a way to get into, if you're in that condo in Toronto and you're trying to get into freehold, let's think outside of the box and find a way to get you in. Um, I want
0: to ask you just before we go to break. Yeah. Um, my generation, we had pretty pretty realistic expectations for our first home. We, we generally bought a fixer-upper. Or we bought, oh, yes. you know, it, our first home wasn't our final home.
1: It wasn't the palace. Are no. younger
0: people today kind of skewed? Are they looking for the dream home as their first purchase?
1: That's a great is it question. Realistic? Can we come back to that yeah. one after the break? Because we'll that is back. an awesome question. Okay. Have a cup of tea
0: and um, a bio break if you need one. We'll be right back. You're listening to realestatetoronto.com radio
1: annoying, frustrating. Of
0: course you're referring to me. Some
1: days, enlightening, engaging. And now you're referring to yourself. Most days. (laughs) Just a few of the words employed to describe our show, The Motts. You'll come up
0: with your own. Hi, we're The Motts, Paul and Carol.
1: Inviting you to join us weekdays at 2 on Listen Up Talk Radio at talk-radio.ca. And there's an encore performance with Motts Weekend.
0: You can check us out at themots.ca. Here's another word for you. Oh, I wouldn't go there. Buying or selling a home, condo, or investment property may be one of the largest transactions you'll ever make. It's important to gather as much information as you can, and preferably from experienced, successful professionals. When it comes time to make your move, call the Mulholland Ross Real Estate Team with Keller Williams Real Estate Service at 416-230-8500 or visit www.realestatetoronto.com. Whether you're making your first move or selling your much-loved family home, the Mulholland Ross Team offers over 26 years of real estate sales and service across the GTA. Listen every Sunday at 4 p.m. here on Radio That Doesn't Suck to hear the team share advice and information that will assist you with your personal wealth through real estate. Questions or topics you'd like to see covered? Email info at realestatetoronto.com or call the Mulholland-Ross team at 416-230-8500. So great question, Todd. Thank you. And that is, you know,
1: has... Has the younger generation changed as far as their expectations from from when we were kids just a couple of years ago. Yep. Buying Even our more. first home. I'm
0: twenty two, but <laughs> <Yeah>. I
1: just <laughs> me too. I just want to throw
0: it out there for the seventeen year olds who have, you know, different expectations.
1: Yeah, yeah. And and so we do find um the the new buyers coming to market having very high expectations of their living quarters. And you know, funny enough often higher than the homes that they're moving out of from their parents. So we have young couples whose, whose parents are in their original 1950s bungalow. Yeah. You know, the carpet hasn't changed in 20 years. Yeah. You know, you can picture it because it's kind of house I grew up in. And yet the kids come out expecting brand new. So they they will either choose to go out of the city and buy a new subdivision, yeah. which, as we're looking at the numbers, is not as cheap as it used to be. No. So it's not like you can go. There's ex- more demand. Huge demand. So, you know, I, I got to admit, even myself, I was sort of my brain was stuck in a time warp thinking, well, you know, the folks going to Richmond Hill, they can buy something new in a subdivision for, you know, four to five hundred thousand dollars. And they get this beautiful new home and it's got all the bells and whistles, but you're on this small lot. Those homes, I'm sorry, they're like nine. Uh, million one two, yeah. um, I had a couple tell me they went to look at a townhouse in Kleinberg and it was over seven hundred fifty thousand dollars. Oh my goodness! So um, nothing wrong with Kleinberg. Beautiful, love the gallery, but that's going really far for a townhouse. I can I can find you a townhouse in Toronto for that price. Yeah. So just so you know, it's it doesn't have to be that far out. But what I'm finding is um, the idea of hey buy that fixer upper. And and work on it slowly. No, they will buy the fixer upper. Don't get me wrong, I do see the young couples buying the fixer uppers. However, it is renovated before they move in. Really. And they will go and you'll go into debt. You'll they'll get that line of credit. They'll max out their mortgages. They'll do whatever it takes to get the pot lights, the new hardwood, the granite counters, and Since, all those things. So yeah.
0: let me just rephrase this. So instead of moving in and saying, okay, this six months, this three months period. We're gonna work on the kitchen. We're gonna work on the kitchen or we're gonna work on this and that and piecemeal, they just They do it all open the bank and say, do it.
1: Yeah. And what we might find is you might find the whole main floor gets done in one shot and then the basement isn't done, you know, and that will be next year's project. So we do see people piecemealing it a little bit that way, but not quite like you know, I always love telling the story to my young buyers. The home we first bought was raining in the front hallway mm. when we bought it, and we knew that required a roof. That <laughs> that could stop that, so we put a roof on it. And then when we moved in, um, it was a three-bedroom bungalow, and we put our bedroom in the basement because we were going to paint the bedrooms upstairs and do the hardwood floors. Yep. And So we lived in the basement, and we did the floors, and we painted, and then we moved upstairs there was no gutting of the bathroom or the kitchen. You know, little renovations came as we collected money. And, you know, the kind of thing was if you had the cash, you could do it. If you had to borrow, you just waited because we didn't like debt. Um, Rates were 7%, which I got to tell you, we were thrilled because they had been 11 just just a couple years earlier. So uh, perception changes so quickly. I had someone say to me the other day... um, you know, so what, what's the best variable rate you can get out there right now? And I said, well, we've got some clients getting 2.25 to 2.35 on a five year variable rate. That's prime less uh, half a point. And they said, so do you think we'll see it come down further? And I was kind of like, really? Like, because you're not going to make the purchase now yeah. unless you see it come down. Because you got to also remember when we're, when we're talking about these mortgages, we're only talking about five years. It's That's not your like term. it's not like in the U.S. You get a thirty-year mortgage in the U.S. Your rate is that at the for thirty years. Yeah. And here in Canada, your rate is what it is for the duration of the mortgage, for the term of the mortgage, and in five years you're re, you're renegotiating. So
0: in the U.S. the term and the amort is the same. That's thing. That's right. Yeah. Here it's different.
1: It's different. Yeah. And so when when I. When I meet very nervous buyers, I mean we're sort of segue, you know, going off topic here, but this is important stuff. When I'm at if you're a really nervous buyer out there and you're thinking, I want to buy something, but no way do I wanna refinance in five years, you and I have talked about this. Get the ten year rate. Yeah. There is a ten year rate. Is it a little bit higher? It is. But if you are anticipating rates going up over a ten year period Play it and safe. You might save. So, if let's say today you locked in ten years at four percent, and there's people out there going four percent. Why oh, would I do four percent when I can get two point two and a quarter? I get it. But if you are a fixed income and you're nervous, um, you get a ten year at maybe four percent. If those rates do climb up, and if we do see six and seven percent in six seven years.
0: You've saved, and and I think the the benefit of this is you've reduced the stress because you know for 10 years exactly
1: what you're paying.
0: No surprises come five years or three years or... The mad scramble because you hear rates are going to change, yep. and then your heart rate starts going. Yeah,
1: yeah. So it's it's you're right. You nailed it because it isn't just about what you're paying. It's peace of mind. Yep. I know exactly what I have to pay. Now, that also takes us back to what we've been talking about the last few weeks, and that is even for those folks out there that are loving this two and a quarter, and I love it, um, pay like you're paying 5%. Yep. Just, just do it.
0: It's funny because our rate just dropped. Mm-hmm. Um, and we, we said to them, no, keep the payments the same.
1: Yeah. I don't even want to know. All I know is I'm lopping off that debt faster than I ever was before, which means in the long run, you save hundreds. Well, depending on the size of your debt, tens of thousands of dollars.
0: And again, it could even only be a matter of $13 a payment, but it's still to the good. Oh yeah. Whatever it is, even if it's a pack of smokes extra a day. Yeah. Put it on there, and it just claws your principal down.
1: That's right. That's right. And when we get these mortgages that have um, prepayment privileges, and that's that's what it is. You're looking for that mortgage with a prepayment privilege. Um, Most of them sit between 10 and 15%, which means you're allowed to pay off 10 to 15% of your initial principal every year without penalty. Yeah. Which, if you think about it, if you're prepaying uh, 10% off every year, you're paid off in 10 years. Yeah
0: it really makes it a lot uh, yeah. sooner that you're debt-free. Yeah.
1: yeah. So, and what's really nice about that too, just, just just for those people out there listening on this one, if you are paying more than what you have to pay each month and then you hit a tight spot, yeah. you know, you hit Christmas in January, which you just have to go into your bank or call your bank and say, I need I need to pull that down to what you actually, I need to pay. Yeah. and And then just don't leave it there come come back to it once you get your visas and stuff paid off from holiday time yep. and say, take me back to where we were. And so I always like to pull, remind people that what you set that, your payment up with, that, that's a movable amount because you only have to pay, let's say, 1200 but you've chosen to pay 1800 You can pull that back to 1200
0: Yeah, for a couple of months until you yeah. feel comfortable again yeah. and get back to it.
1: Yeah. So, you know, just going back to where we first started with, and that was if you're in that condo And you're trying to figure out how to get out of that condo to get into that freehold market. Options are going out of the city for sure. Um, Looking for that income, you know, basement apartments, which is a whole other show topic. Uh, You know, what makes a legal basement apartment and so on. Yeah, we haven't
0: really talked about that.
1: Yeah, that's actually, we'll do that. Um, Because everybody wants to put an apartment in their basement. We don't want anybody to be caught um, being sued.
0: Potentially half your mortgage payment's paid.
1: Yeah, that's right. Oh, it's a beautiful thing. The other option is if you don't have a legal apartment, there are so many international programs with students and so forth looking for rooms in homes. So this isn't now a separate entrance in their own kitchen. This is actually a room in your home. um, And they they want to live in your home and sit at your dinner table because part of their goal is to learn English. And it pays very well.
0: That it does. I do know someone that did that for quite a long time. I
1: know a lot of retired folks. It will take two students, and and I mean, between seven and eight hundred a month, and and I'm sure there's lots of programs out there, more and less, but yep. uh, that's a big help. And then my favorite one, my favorite one for the young buyer is do it with somebody. Find a partner. You don't have to be married. You don't have to even be dating. In fact, maybe better not to be dating. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Do it with a friend. Put a few friends together. You know, back in the 80s, there was a lot of syndication going on. A lot of people buying real estate together in groups, forming these small companies and buying real estate. Um, That's a whole other topic as well that I can bring someone in to talk about. But really, find a friend or two and buy a townhouse. Buy a home that each of you get a bedroom.
0: Or... the other option is nobody lives there you rent the whole thing out
1: well that's another option too you could rent it out so many
0: variables yeah
1: we've got people that actually have stayed in their rental unit and bought because they rent they live in a rental it's close to their work it's close to whatever they need to be close to but they knew they had to get into this market because they didn't want to get stuck so they did it with a friend you're right they don't neither person lives in the property but 10 years later these guys are saying okay now you know, we can sell this and, and go on our merry way and, and do what we want to do.
0: And as we've touched on before, don't always put your eggs in one basket. Don't think about buying an investment property right in Toronto necessarily. Even if you get something small out of town oh, sure. with positive cash flow, you're it's, still ahead of the you're, game because you're it's in the equity. Market. For yeah. you, you're in the market.
1: Absolutely. You're in the market. So, you know, sort of going back to um, the, the first-time buyers who are looking for all the fancy stuff... Here, I'm just going to leave you with one little thing, and that yep. is when we walk these people into the home, and it's a beautiful kitchen, and the pot lights, and the hardwood, and everything, and they say, I have to have this, and they're choosing that over maybe something on a bigger lot, solid bones, yep. bigger space, better location. I always say to them, remember, when you go to sell this in 10 to 15 years, this is going to be dated. Yep. People forget that. They think what's modern today is modern today. It will be modern forever. But I can tell you, 40 years ago, it was modern. And t- 10 years ago, it was modern. In the 80s, when we painted everything forest green, yes, and we put those fluffy balloon curtains on everything. Oh, my
0: goodness, the dirt, it the was, dust traps.
1: Was that not the most modern thing you could ever think of? Yep. And today, it's the first thing we ask people to paint over and take down. See, that's
0: the thing, though. Not everybody wants modern. So you could decorate your house even a year you know, and then decide to sell it, people go in, no, I don't want this. I want Queen Anne right. or I want something else. Yep. So don't even get hung up on that. I mean, yep. it's just personal taste.
1: Your first home, I always say to our first-time buyers, your first home is simply a springboard to get you into the next one. Yep. So we have to make sure that the location A is key. It's yep. location first because it's just your springboard. So if your location's wrong, you could get hurt on that trying to get into your next house.
0: So before we go this week, um, Two things: um, employment is down in the U.S. and unemployment
1: is unemployment. down. Employment is up.
0: Employment is up. Yes, Pe- more me.
1: people working. More people
0: working, which is good. But and then I've heard rumors that this may trigger rates. So, yes, uh, we'll keep an eye on
1: that. It may trigger ours. I, I think the Bank of Canada has been pretty upfront with us, though, that that by the end of this year we might see some movement. Okay, mm, you know, we'll Maybe. see. Well, Maybe. yeah, you're right. So get in there Maybe now. Not.
0: Call Aura. Um, <laughs> and you also have to call Aura oh, because...
1: We have free home show tickets, so please call me, 416-230-8500. All you need to do is say, I want to talk to Aura about home show tickets. Okay. And we have six pairs. Six pair? Six pair. pairs. That's 12 home show tickets. So that's six groups of people that can go to a home show. This home show is $20 of tickets, guys. For, so for you to take your... Spouse to a Home Show will cost you $40. You call us, it'll cost you nothing. And, um, and it includes,
0: in, uh, includes entrance to the to Canada the, Blooms, which the is The Canada
1: Blooms. It's amazing. It's amazing. And they've got two sample homes for us this year to look at, um, which I'm really excited about, because one is very modern, a very modern smart home. So you've got to go line up for the to take the tour through the homes. And um, you know what? I just kind of feel like when the home show comes in March, we can all sort of exhale and say spring is really just around the corner. So Close. Mm-hmm.
0: Well, this week we're going to see a little bit warmer on um, Tuesday and Wednesday. Yeah, so.
1: I'll believe it when I see it, Yeah Yeah, right. long johns can come off this week. We will catch you right <laughs> back
0: here next Sunday at 4 p.m. on realestatetournal.com radio. And don't forget to reach out to us on social media. And don't forget those home show tickets. Thank you for listening to Mulholland Ross Real Estate Radio on RadioThatDoesntSuck.com. Tune in every Sunday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time as the team brings you weekly tools, tips, and discussions with thought leaders for both buyers and sellers in the sometimes confusing world of residential real estate. Is there a topic you'd like to hear or want to get in touch with the team? You can email feedback at RadioThatDoesntSuck.com or call the team at 416-230-5900.